You need a well-rounded game to succeed in golf. And the same goes for your finances. That's why we love SoFi, the all-in-one app that lets you bank, borrow, and invest. Download the SoFi app today to ace your finances. SoFi, get your money right. Banking products and loans offered by SoFi Bank N.A. NMLS 696891. Brokerage and active investing products offered through SoFi Securities, LLC. Member FINRA slash SIPC. Hey guys, it's Michelle. And Hallie, this is Golf Mostly. Supposedly we have breaking news here. Breaking news, Michelle. Can you do the honors of Are you ready? Are you ready? Am I ready? Drum Am roll. Am I ready? Drum roll, producer Chris. Your girl has been approved for TSA PreCheck. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wait a second. This is... Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Breaking. This is truly breaking news. I know. I've been tr- keeping it by, to myself for the last couple of days. <laughs> oh my God. Well, okay. So tell me the process. Is yeah. LAX? You're right. It was really easy. <laughs> I was on my way out, but it wasn't at LAX. It was at Office Depot or a Staples or something. So I rolled up to Office Depot or Staples. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. You can do a TSA pre-check at an Office Depot? That was one of the locations that they had available. Oh, this is good to know. Yeah. So I don't, probably not just any Office okay. Depot, but, you know, check, recommend checking the site. But so I rolled, I had my OGO travel bag and my suitcase and I'm like rolling it past like the Texas Instruments. <laughs> calculators and I was like where's the pre-check and it was this weird like temporary structure in the middle of the office depot and then I just knocked on the little door and the woman opened the door and she said do you have an appointment and I was like well yes I do so I walked right in there she took my photo and then she said all right you'll hear in 35 days if you're approved and then it could be up to 60 days until I can actually get my TSA pre-check number which I'm like I don't know why that would be but I got the email a couple of days ago that I am approved. So Woo! Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm very excited. And Matt. yeah, thrilled to see what's in store for me now. Now you don't have to take off your shoes. Wow. You don't have to take your laptop out. Wow. It's a whole new world. It's a whole new world. Huge for me. I'll let you know when I get, okay. the, when next, I get the number. Next go is Delta Miles to get into the Sky Club. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I do need that because they had a lovely buffet when you took me in there. So. It, was, it was great. The yes. overnight oats were. Uh, the overnight oats were excellent yeah. for sure. You went to Pebble Beach recently for your first time ever. I did. But did not play the golf course. <laughs> was that an option for you to play golf course? Yeah, Shut to- up. They yeah. said, oh my God. They're Michelle, like- I thought originally like you didn't have time to play the golf course. No, I had the entire afternoon off oh on both my. days. And like, what do you want to play? Do you want to play Spyglass? Do you want to play Spanish play? Do you want to play Pebble Beach? We have all these tea times available for you. And I was like, oh, you know, it's like kind of like hazy outside. It's 60 degrees. It's kind of cold. So I was like, ah, I don't want to like, okay, because here's my thing. I hate playing afternoon tea times. I hate playing behind people. And like it was slow and that's like cold. I have to wear a jacket. So we ended up playing pickleball for two hours. Uh, okay. I'm so Pebble Beach. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I played Pebble Beach recently for my first time though. And I'm just telling you, you made a huge mistake. A huge mistake. I know. Well, we did. We walked down 18. Oh. We were rebels. It said no pedestrian walking. But oh, we, you did it. We did it. <laughs> Oh and Johnny was goodness. like, oh, you know, it's a shame that we're not near the famous part three. I'm like, there's a famous part three. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
Michelle, your lack of golf knowledge is so funny. Okay, I honestly didn't even know Pebble Beach was a golf course. I thought it was an area. You okay? I thought you thought it was like a city, like a town. Yeah, I mean, I think it is a city, but I didn't know it was an actual. It's Monterey, but sure. Oh, yeah, it's not a town. (laughs) No, it's a. I don't think so. It's there's Monterey. Uh huh. And Pebble Beach, Carmel, Carmel by the Sea, which is a beautiful little town there. Oh, so Pebble Beach is not a city. No, Pebble Beach is the resort. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're going to be even more embarrassed by me by the next thing that come out of my mouth right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, actually, this might be worse than the TSA pre-check. Okay. And you might not want to be friends with me afterwards. So this might be our last episode we ever record. Last episode. Um, I was at an outing and people were having the Sage Valley logo. No idea what Sage Valley is. And they're like, oh, I was like, what's that logo? And they're like, oh, you know, Sage Valley. It's a really nice golf course, like a 15 minute drive from the other golf course. And I'm like, what's the other golf course? And he points at his logo. And I'm like, what's that logo? And everyone literally is like, Augusta National no no but it wasn't the masters logo it was like the actual augusta logo all right producer chris we need you to pull that up if you can find it because i'm pretty sure that there is just one logo no it's different is it i mean there's a color difference there's a yellow one and a green one it's like it actually says h a n g c (laughs) (sighs) under the green masters logo I'm pretty sure that's what you're thinking about. It's like, really, it looks old school. I don't know. It didn't. Okay. So yeah. here's the thing about Augusta, right? They've got the yellow logo. Okay. Cause like if Augusta couldn't get exclusive enough, you've obviously got to go through the lottery if you're not a media member. And then you go into what I call the merch mansion, which is just insane. And everybody's just spending thousands of dollars on the master's logo, which is for the people that get in. Oh, that's the Augusta National logo. No, 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 no. Oh, that's no, no, the no. Masters logo. Okay, okay, look up ANGC. Okay, well, that is still. <laughs> Producer Chris, what do you think? This is not as obvious. I mean, yes, it has a state and the flag, and it says ANGC <laughs> on it. And you asked what it is. Oh, my Lord. Golf gods, forgive her. But anyways, so that logo, I will say, so the yellow logo, that's the one that if you get in the Masters Gates, Augusta National Gates, you can buy that logo in the Merch Mansion, right? But in the actual pro shop is where you can buy that. So that is, you either get that if you've played Augusta National. Oh, so like you're really flexing. Yeah, 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 yeah. The normal Masters logo is like, like so basic. you went to a practice round on Tuesday. Oh, you know, but like if you've got that logo, it's like, oh, shit. Like I spent my Thanksgivings at Augusta National type of logo. Interesting. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, okay. Well, you know. Let's talk about logos a little bit because I'm a big, actually a big fan of golf logos. As little as I know, really. What's your uh, yeah. favorite golf logo? I do have a favorite golf logo. Okay, and you'd be very impressed that I can pull this off. But um, MacArthur. Oh, the milk bottle. Yeah, that's an excellent that's my logo. Favorite logo. Yeah, that's an excellent logo. I'd say mine. My favorite logo is, I just love the wing foot logo. I think it's yeah. so classy. And I know what that one is because it's literally a winged and a foot. So I can yeah, it's- <laughs> piece it together. If you would have said somebody, if you were aware of that, you'd be like, what is that? Literally, They're like, it's wing, wing foot. foot. <laughs> I also love the Sleepy Hollow logo oh, too. Oh yeah, the Sleepy Hollow, Headless I think I Horseman. I love that movie. Like mm. Johnny Depp in that movie was, <laughs> man. You know they filmed the crush. Beyonce music video at Sleepy Hollow. Which one? 
Um, oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. In the clubhouse. What goes around, yeah. come at yeah, that one. <laughs> we have to go? We haven't yeah. sung on this podcast in a while. Let's yeah. hear it, Hallie. <clears throat> Is it irreplaceable? I think so. Right? To the left, to, to the, the left, left, everything you own in the box, box to the left, in my closet, it, that's, that's my stuff. stuff. Yes, if I bought it, it. please don't, don't touch. touch. Don't touch. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's it. Okay, well, now you've named another one, so now i got to name another one. This is another out east course maidstone. They have a little whale. Oh. Well, it looks like a little vineyard vines whale, but it's very cute. That's cute. Yeah, very nice little whale. So okay. I like animal logos. Yeah. I like animal I like logos. simple logos. Yeah, simple yeah. logos for like sure. A milk bottle. Yeah, so it's simple. great. If you owned a golf course, what would the logo be? Oh, that's a very hard question. Wow, hard-hitting questions today. It would be simple. I do like it when the logo has like the initials in it, like Augusta National Golf Club. <laughs> <laughs> um, so really, let's say it would be yeah. M. WGC. MWGC. No, I don't know. What would I name the golf course? It would depend on where it is. Okay. Well, let's go back to the logo question. (laughs) I don't know why this popped in my head, but maybe like be like a little sushi, sushi roll. (laughs) (laughs) That would be cute. I would buy that hat. Yeah. I'm sure you'd get some guys buying like the Smathers and Branson little braided belt with little little sushi sushi. rolls on it. (laughs) Little little nigiri. Mine would probably be, I think going with the animals, I think probably like Ryder, my dog's face. Aww. I think it'd be so cute with a little really blue cute. eye and yeah. a brown eye. So if we ever own golf courses, we'll <laughs> have to go back and, and remember this. Well, the milk bottle logo, MacArthur, that's down in Jupiter. That's where you used to live. And that's mm-hmm. where our guest this week lives, Venus Williams. So excited to talk to her. Man, I'm so excited. I, I miss Jupiter. Do you? Jupiter was a scene. It was so much fun. I think I took for granted that I would go on the range and literally be like Rory, DJ, Ricky, literally everyone just practicing, mm. just like hitting balls. And it was fun. It was a fun time in Jupe life. Jupe life. Hashtag Jupe life. Man, we had some good times coming. Yeah. I would come down there and visit you and practice. And you, would you say you'd be my Asian parent and make, make me putt? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I remember I put you through some drills. Some serious drills. Serious were, drills. Ooh, we were tough, but it was a good time. I mean, yeah. it really cool. I can't think of a better place to live mm-hmm. pursuing professional golf. It's a mecca for golf in Jupiter, but I wonder about the tennis. Is there like big tennis courts and big practice facilities? I think when I think of tennis, I think of like Sarasota and Bradenton. Yeah, I think of Sarasota and Bradenton too, but if you've got a tennis court, you've got a good hitting partner, it probably. Yeah, she probably has a tennis court at her house. Yeah, I mean, if I was Venus Williams, I would definitely have a tennis court at my residence. But the, the more important question, do you think she has a pickleball court? Ooh. 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 Like a little lines drawn in. With Can you net. turn a tennis court into a pickleball yeah. court? Yeah. Okay. All yeah, right. you just have, as long as you have lines on it, you could bring, people have their own nets. All right, well, we'll have to ask her about yeah. pickleball because that is a testy subject in the world of tennis. I know. I'm very excited to ask her and you know get to know about all the other things that she does, fashion, so interior many. design. Interior design. She just came out with the protein powder line. Which um, you like. I like. You've not shared it with me it. at all, but it's okay. Oh my God, I forgot to bring it again. I'm the worst friend ever. <laughs> Anyways, before we introduce the GOAT, Venus Williams, I just want to take a second to thank our presenting sponsor, LA Golf. Woo! What is LA Golf? What is it? What is it? Well, short answer is they partner with the best players ever to make the most technology event shafts and putters ever made. Ever made. And that includes Bryson, DJ, and yours truly. We all invested and we joined the board. We do all the things because we love LA Golf. 
And LA Golf is the only American-made shaft company. They're actually made here in Anaheim, California, with proprietary design structure and anti-vibration material to make them stiffer without being heavier and still feel buttery soft. And you definitely can't find those qualities in steel shafts. One club fitter even said that the driver shafts are adding 12 to 14 yards of carry average nationwide. 12 to 14 yards. That is substantial just for changing shafts. And this year... LA Golf launched the first ever all carbon putter with a 50% larger sweet spot, the stiffest shaft in the industry and descending loft face technology that allows your ball to roll more quickly off the face instead of skipping and skidding. Personally, having dealt with injuries my entire career, as we all know, the shafts not only improve my ball flight and get me that extra 12 yards of carry, but allows me to swing and play without pain, which is the best part so ever. Big. And the first time I ever tried the putter, my mind was blown. The face felt really good. The roll was true. And it even cut my break in half. I want you guys to feel for yourself. Enough of me talking about it. Go to LAGolf.co and let me know what you guys think. Today's guest really needs absolutely no introduction. No, the GOAT, Venus Williams, and tennis in fashion, interior design, I'm goat of everything. In nutrition. Nutrition. <laughs> We're excited. So thank you for coming to hang out with us. Thank you, ladies. Hi from Florida. Here in Jupiter. Florida. Two former Floridians. I right know. Here. <laughs> You're from Florida, like born and raised. Yeah, I guess I, I can't get away from it. I will always be yeah. you know, born and raised Floridian. So it's fine. Where, where were you born? I was born in Orlando, Orlando, Florida. But I went to IMG. I went to like voluntary tennis for golf. So okay. yeah, so it was a quite an interesting, interesting place to grow up. But yeah. enough about me. <laughs> well, you moved to Florida early in your life too, right? To pursue tennis. Yeah, I moved when I was 11 from Los Angeles. So this is now home. I think we did the opposite move. Yeah, <laughs> now we're out here in LA. <laughs> okay, but first I want to talk about the movie King Richard. It was an absolute smash. I'm curious, was it weird having actors play you? Was it weird kind of being in that process to be like, wait, hey, she's literally playing my life. <laughs> No, it's like, uh, you didn't get that right. Just hold your head a little more to the side. (laughs) It was interesting because the movie is set in like the 90s. So the girls who play Serena and I and everyone who who plays us, it's they play us like this period in our life that most of us remember in bits and pieces. It's from the age of like 10 to 14. So I think it would be a little weird if they were playing us as adults. You know, I think that's harder to do in this sense because everyone knows us as adults. So it's like this untold story. Yeah, it's so cool. I mean, I love the movie. I thought it was spectacular. Wanted to talk a little bit about your fashion though, because you guys were absolutely serving some looks at the various premieres. How have you been into fashion forever or how long have you been into it? And what are some of your most iconic looks that you've loved? Yeah, uh, how long have I been doing it? For a, a long time. I think it for me it was about finding something off of the court. Because our parents always encourage us to find something off of the court that we were not just being athletes. So, and I think Michelle, you know about that. You've gone to school, you're a mom now. So you realize that there's life outside of your sport. And I think it's so important to explore who you are outside of your sport because being an athlete is just so consuming. And it's hard to be anything else. But if you can be more well-rounded, then it helps you actually, I think, to be better at your sport. So is fashion your first hobby outside the court? 
Yeah, outside the, I mean, it's a lot of work. <laughs> so uh, sometimes it doesn't feel like a hobby. Sometimes it feels like a long week. But I think in the end, if you love it, then it brings you happiness. And that's why you strive towards it. So how long does it take to, let's say, I remember that really iconic look for King Richard where, you know, it's just like this entire look from hair to outfit to shoes. And they just all really comes together. How long does that take to really conceptualize and get it done? Oh, so you're saying like in part of our collection? Yeah, I guess part of your collection, but also for like red carpet looks. So oh, for red carpet, a way like cohesive concept, right? I mean, it's just like the hair and the dress and the shoes. I mean, a part of Eleven as well, too. I mean, you guys had the whole line along with it. Is it kind of like one big process or is it kind of separate little processes that kind of all come together at the end? I hire a stylist because I don't have time to figure out my outfit. I've got other stuff I'm doing. And I'm like, this is how I feel. This is how I want to feel. So make me feel like that. And so I, I, we got to work with some really cool people during the, the award season. But I have to tell you, for me, hair and makeup is too much. I can't. It's just so much work for, I think, ladies to get ready. It's hard. Hair takes hours for some reason. Makeup takes hours for some. Getting dressed takes like half an hour. You're like, how could it take this long to get dressed? And then by that time, you're so late, you're running out the door and you can barely get there. It's all a nightmare. It's like Cinderella over and over and over again. (laughs) When you come back, you got one shoe because you don't even know how you got there on time. I don't know. Do you like hair and makeup? I, I don't like it. I mean, you know, I don't mind it. I don't wear a lot of hair and makeup. You like, like doing your own hair. And makeup. Yeah, I like to. So whenever I go to an event, I always ask mm-hmm. to do my own makeup. Because, really? Yeah, because I feel like when non-Asian people try to do my makeup, they try to make me look really Asian. And I'm like, they do some sort of like eye makeup to make me look really slanty. <laughs> so I never like it. And I have really sensitive skin. So I just like doing my own makeup. I don't know. I really enjoy it. So mm. I do my own a lot of times, but hair, I have no idea how to do hair. I like, it just looks like this all the time. So hair, I need a lot of help with. You do mm. a really good job with your makeup. Venus, I know we were talking about King Richard earlier. The relationship with your sisters, we know you are so close to them. And Michelle's an only child. I have two brothers. Have you always really gotten along with your sisters? Was there ever a lot of bickering? And how has your relationship evolved over the years? Because I feel like for me personally, I'm a lot closer to my brothers now than I was when I was younger. It looks like you guys have always been kind of best of friends. Yeah, we've always been best of friends. And growing up, I was definitely shy, so to speak. So my friends were definitely at home. (laughs) And we just never been an arguing type of family. Thank God it looks stressful. I mean, it's pretty simple. We just like each other. We just get along. Yeah, you never have to worry about that, Michelle. I always wish I had to worry about it. I hate a big and only child. Like I, every every like birthday, you know, you have to like have one wish before you blow out your birthday candle. And my wish was always, please let me have a sibling next year. And it would go on until I was like in my twenties, and my mom was like, it's not physically gonna happen. I'm like, I'll raise a child of my own. I'll never give up hope, right? Wow. Yeah, so it was in my dream to be part of a big family. My husband's part of a big family. It's just like, it's fun. Yeah. So do you want to have a big family then? I think we would love to have two. If the second one's a boy, then I think we would not try for a third. And then maybe try for a third if second's a, a girl. But four would probably not be medically possible. Something mm. will happen <laughs> for it not to be medically We will make possible. sure it's not yeah. possible. But yeah, two or three sounds good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I just marvel at my mom who had five, you know, and her mom had eight and they made it look easy, but it's not easy. 
No. And especially 30, 40 years ago too, there's no technology around breastfeeding or entertaining your kids. It's like really this old school, like go out and go play. Now we have all these like gadgets and, you know, things to keep our kids entertained. Um, so we're lucky now. And back in the day, I was still talking to my mom, like my mom's like, you had that? I'm like, I did nothing. <laughs> and she always likes to rub it in a little bit. Uh, okay. I want to talk about your line 11 a little bit. So I looked online and I'm really into pickleball lately. She's obsessed with pickleball. <laughs> and I know it's a topic between tennis players. I, I'm, I'm curious to know what you feel about it. But I went on the 11 website and you guys had an entire pickleball edit. So I'm wondering how you feel about pickleball as a tennis player. I think it's just like such an easy way to start swinging. And because tennis is so difficult that it just can be frustrating in the beginning to you're just trying to get it in and pickleball is a nice way for people to get moving and still be playing a racket sport so i'm i'm all for it to be honest are you saying there's some some tension between pickleball players and tennis players <laughs> Yes. We had Jeannie Bouchard on and I was telling her, I watched this video of John McEnroe just go after pickleball, like saying it's ruining the sport and whatnot. And I asked Jeannie about it and she kind of, I don't think she said it was ruining the sport, but she didn't like the fact that pickleball courts were taking over tennis court. I wish I could play tennis. Tennis players were saying that it was annoying that pickleball players think they could play tennis now that they're like, you know, playing pickleball. Yeah. But I played pickleball for like two hours yesterday. I had a blast. It's growing like crazy it's it's cool to see because i'm just a fan of sports and racket sports and i love that people are moving so tennis isn't for everybody i mean i wish i could play golf so <laughs> literally no skills and i'm afraid of hurting myself i'm afraid i'm gonna get out there and like break my back literally trying to hit a ball playing golf yeah i'm frightened have you tried to play golf before or take lessons? I've sworn when I was younger, but now I, I actually like I'll start swinging and I'll slow down. I decelerate because I'm so nervous that I'm like going to tweak a knee or a hip. I just I can't get injured one more time. I think, you know, the feeling of like being in rehab nonstop is it's just yeah. not worth the not worth it. Worth it. No, I mean, this is also coming from the person who serves up like 130 mile per hour serves. I'm scared of swinging a golf club. Yeah. It's really funny. Like, <laughs> think about it that way. I know. I'm like, oh, I feel like tennis probably a higher chance of getting you injured, but golf is a very unnatural movement. Like yeah. your spine is not meant to twist and torque in the, in the way. Right. Uh, well, I mean, that's, that's, it's so technical. And if you're doing it wrong, you can get hurt really easy. And I don't know what I'm doing. I know enough about sports to know that if you don't do it right, you will get hurt. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't just be out there swinging. And then next thing you know, I'm in a body cast. You're in the right community. Yeah. You're in Florida to find a really great golf club. Yeah. There are plenty. Well, Serena was saying the other day, I was like, you know, I just wanted to see Serena Olympia play a sport just hard. She was like, you know, I might want her to play golf. And I was like, oh, there's a thought. But I know nothing about golf. I don't know how to teach her. So I need the crash course. Well, we definitely know. I mean, you can come to L.A. or we definitely know plenty of people in Florida that can get her on the right track. Speaking of Florida, I know that you have a South Florida based interior design company, which I'm just amazed by how much you do. So I really want to get into in a second here how you manage all the different projects that are so, so different and how you keep up with everything. But I do have a question for you. So I am moving in with my boyfriend for the very first time in a month and a half. It's the first time I've ever lived with somebody, but I've always been, it's, you know, it's been up to me how I want to design my space for living. So do you have any tips now that I'm moving in 
with a man and we have different, you know, design takes. Like, do you have any tips for me in terms of interior design? Because I, yeah. I have a bachelor pad. I want to, I want it to be fun. My tip is to make sure that he stays out of the way because you'll end up with a leather, black leather couch and a gaming console. <laughs> you're not careful. So he'll, he should be smart too and just let you make the decisions. Okay. <laughs> Billy, if you're listening, I'm making the decision. No. Nope. But I think my biggest tip is is not to buy things in pieces. For me, I, I always for all projects that we do, but for my own projects, I just create a board first of all the things that I'd like to have in the room. So that way, you know what that room's going to look like before you even buy one thing. And then even if you're not buying it all at once, at least you know what that looks like completed. And so then you're able to tell a more cohesive story. And then like adding things when you travel, bringing things back that means something that's always nice. Definitely no black leather couches. That's a good point about bringing things in that mean something because, man, I am guilty for walking into home goods and being like, ooh, that's a pretty rock. Or, you know, <laughs> just like putting it in my, and it's like, that's no meaning. Like you just spent 50 bucks on a rock that means nothing. You know, things that don't match. And I'm like, oh, it's just pretty. It's sparkly. And I'm like, that does not match the aesthetic of what you're going for. So those are some very good tips for sure. Mm -hmm. I like the concept of drawing out a board and thinking about the whole room as a whole. I'm definitely the person that buys random things here and there. And I get to a place I'm like, wow, these don't go together. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Doing your research all beforehand and also measuring, make sure you measure because then you buy something that doesn't fit or it's too small. You're going to be not happy and having to get furniture and all that stuff picked up is a headache. I'm definitely the type of person when it comes to measuring furniture. I do the, I like put my hands out to see how large a room is. And then I move. And I'm <laughs> like, oh yeah, it's around this side. I don't think that's an efficient way of measuring. <laughs> Just eyeballing it. Yeah. <laughs> but Venus, you have so much going on from material design to fashion to happy Viking, which I know we want to ask you about here in a second. But how do you, oh, Michelle has brought her happy Viking. Yes. I love that. But how do you manage all of that like you know all your various projects how do you keep everything in your head like straight and make sure you reach your various goals having a good team definitely is important you can't do it all by yourself and I think also just being passionate about what you do if you like it then you'll put the work in if you hate it you won't just as simple as that so love passion is super important too and I only work in the areas that I love and I'm passionate about because I don't have a lot of time and so then I have to decide where I want to use that time. So love the arts, love wellness. And that's where I spend most of my time. I want to talk about Happy Viking a little bit. I know that you were diagnosed with autoimmune disease back in 2011, and it really altered your your life and how you view health and wellness. And that was a big reason why I invested in Happy Viking. That story really resonated with me. And I know that every single ingredient in Happy Viking is in there for a reason. So I want to ask you how that journey was. I know you were misdiagnosed early on, and it must have just been so frustrating. Yeah, I wasn't diagnosed for a long time, and finally I was. And so that was a starting point for me, somewhere to start from. Um, but yeah, and Michelle, you're one of our investors. So thank you for being on team happy Viking. And wait, what's your favorite flavor? I see you have the vanilla. I have the vanilla. I don't know. I like all of them. So it depends on my mood. The chocolate is a family favorite. My daughter, my husband, both 
love the chocolate. So we always have the chocolate. I like a fruit smoothie. So I tend to go for the vanilla because I think it goes the best with like the different types of fruit that I'm using. And with like, I always put kale in it and whatnot. Kale from your garden? Yeah. From my mm. garden now. Big gardener. Yeah. Big gardener. But yeah, no, I like the, I like all of them to be honest. It's a strawberry, but that's sold out right now. So we're waiting for that to come back in stock, but I love all of it. I mean, the to go ones as well is amazing. I've had to go protein powder shakes before. I think we all have being in sports and it's just like that chalky taste that gross taste but the the chocolate one literally tastes like chocolate milk and my daughter is obsessed with it so it's really nice on the days that she decides not to eat I'm like here have this happy bite cake (laughs) have some chocolate milk milk. (laughs) but what's your flavor definitely the strawberry I would say chocolate second yeah those are my top two and obviously vanilla is easy use that as a base to mix with everything but I'm mostly plant-based um, when I'm not cheating and um, I'm a cheating vegan and put my hand up. I'm not perfect, but being plant-based is good for longevity. It's also good for reducing inflammation in your body. It's good for hair, skin, nails, for aging well. It's all of those different things. And most of us aren't always thinking about aging if we're a little bit younger, but at some point you start thinking about well, what do I look like in 20 years? What do I feel like in 20 years? And being plant-based helps so much with that. And especially today, we're so busy that being able to replace your meal quickly and something that fuels your body is so valuable. So all of those things, if it's in so many places in life. So what's your cheat meal then? I have to ask. In the airport lately, I've been wanting to eat Snickers. It's so weird. And Doritos. I don't know why. Uh, sometimes I don't even want it. I think it's just start traveling so much and you just need something to feel like, feel something inside. Like, I need another city. I don't know what room I'm in, but I'm going to have this Snickers. This is the most constant thing for me right now. <laughs> but uh, mostly I'm, I'm not cheating for the most part. Because you just feel better. Yeah. And I don't feel great when I eat that way. And then I remember that I don't when I eat that way. I'm like, I actually don't feel good. <laughs> So let me remember again not to do it. But we're all human, right? I always feel this biggest misconception about going vegan as an athlete. And it's like, you won't get enough protein. You won't get enough fuel. Can you run us through what you have in a day when you're competing as a vegan? I mean, I am still learning about it as well. I think I still have that personal misconception of, I feel like I need to eat a steak the night before I go play. But you know, obviously mm-hmm. things that have um, more protein in it. So I'd love to hear from you what kind of you eat in a day before, I guess, before practice yeah. and all that. Yeah, before a match, usually I would more or less carb load, so to speak. Um, I love beans. Those kinds of things are filled with protein. Sprouts are filled with protein. You'd be surprised what where you can find protein. Obviously, with a protein shake, then you can start to get your protein really quickly. For regular training, I don't actually eat I'm not a morning eater and I'm always up in the morning. So I'll bring fruit to practice in case I get hungry. Cause at some point you will, when you're training that hard, you got to replace like some energy and I'll bring like a happy Viking shake out to uh, before a match and just eating like a combination of just protein and, and carbs. I'm not a huge eater. So eating before matches is like a negotiation. I'm like, okay, five bites. Okay, five more bites. It's like a shot, you know? And and I think you know this too, Michelle. Sometimes eating before competition is not, it's not easy. You like lose your appetite because I don't know, adrenaline starts flowing. So yeah, beans, rice, that kind of thing. 
Eating before, I just played college golf, Venus, so was never like a super, super athlete. But that was something for some reason that was always banged into my head. You need to eat a huge meal before you go compete. And it would be like 5.30 in the morning and you're, oh God, I don't want to be eating. But maybe like you, maybe you should just really listen to your body and not eat if you're not hungry. I don't know, Michelle, did you eat a lot before you played? No, I always ate a lot the night before and afterwards, like during, I like to nibble on bars and stuff like that. But before I had a really bad experience one time I played, I had an afternoon tea time and I ate like a large plate of like salmon, rice, and just like heavy oily things. And this is like when I was younger and I remember it being hot outside. And like, you know, when you just have like a lot of food, just like sitting in your stomach, you're nervous, Mm -hmm. you you want to throw up. I like almost threw up in the middle of round and I just still taste like the salmon and the oils like in my oh. mouth. Like <laughs> eating a lot before the round is never something I want to do, especially after that. So I totally understand that. But you can also like eat along the way, right? Have a banana here, a bar there, a protein shake yeah. there so you can like keep yourself fueled. But you guys have those early tea times too, like 8 a.m. So it is hard to eat all that food that yeah. early. It's really hard, especially if you have to wake up at like 4.30 and like try to get something to eat. It's impossible. Do you actually eat during your matches? I heard a rumor that before Happy Viking was a thing that you would kind of make your smoothie with all the like the ingredients that were are in the Happy Viking, kind of make like a super food smoothie yourself. And that's kind of how the idea came about. Yeah, um, the green colada smoothie is behind that too, because I would make this pina colada, or actually I called it green colada, because I would make like a pina colada with coconut oil and for like an extra coconutty taste and then pineapple, and then I would put kale in it and that would make it green. And sometimes it was a fluker, but you know, <laughs> most times no, like, but every now and then 5% of the time there could be a floater found on top and you could still like have some plant protein with a float, but however way you get the protein in. But that's kind of how that came about. So, and the strawberry too, I find is like a different flavor that most protein shakes don't exist. And it's like my favorite one. So, okay. So I want to go through the ingredients in these. There's okra, camu camu, is that how you pronounce it? Camu camu. Camu camu. Acai, mangosteen, kale, broccoli, asparagus, spinach, Brussels sprouts, carrots, quinoa, buckwheat, chia seeds, strawberry, tart cherry, raspberry, prune, blueberry, grape, cranberry. That's a lot. A lot of superfoods. That's unheard of that a protein shake has this in it. Can you talk us through how you came up with this list of superfoods to go in it? Because it feels like okra and Brussels sprouts seem a bit random. Yeah, like it it doesn't taste like okra and Brussels sprouts are in there. So it's all part of the magic. But this definitely supports lean muscle building. It supports hair, uh, nails, and skin with biotin. Supports immune system. It supports healthy brain function with the omega oils. The immune system with the prebiotics and probiotics. There's 60 plus nutrients. There's superfoods. There's vitamin C. There's literally everything in there. Kitchen sink wow. too, like whatever you need. Yeah, so it's you really are fueling your body while you're taking in protein. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like before I used to make protein shakes, I used to add like chia seed, hemp seed, like maca. And I really don't. Yeah. And you can never add enough because then like you'd have to drink the whole thing plus more. And this is like condensed down. Listen, I'll be honest. I haven't tried Happy Viking yet, but Uh I'm going to be taking this home with me. This is a a bad friend. I'm sorry. Yeah. Your your canister is going to go. I'm hoarding it for my Um, No, but I will definitely be taking this home with me. Venus, thank you so much for, for sharing. All right. Well, before we let you go, 
we got to do a quick little five questions rapid fire presented by Five Iron Golf. All right. Okay. Most memorable win. Oh my gosh. Maybe Olympic doubles 2012. That was just like amazing experience and just getting there and being there and like winning something. Awesome. Biggest tennis superstition. Oh, thankfully, I refuse to hold on to any superstitions. I like to think it's the years of hard work and not like the purple shirt. Oh, this is why you're the goat. And uh, Are you superstitious? I, yes, like extremely. It got to the point where it got like kind of crippling and I was like, I'm just not going to think about it all. For me, it's more like I just like mix outfits. So one time I missed the cut when I was wearing all white and I will never wear all white again. And then one time I missed the cut. I played really bad on a Friday and I was wearing a pink top. I will never wear a pink top on a Friday. <laughs> and then there's a, there's a thing in golf. Oh um, no, it's okay because it's Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's fine. It's a Wednesday. It's okay. On um, Wednesdays, we wear pink. On Wednesdays, we wear pink. That's right. But no, so the golf is a cut line and the cut line is like for me like the biggest pressure point for some reason so before friday comes i would never use a scissor what i would never cut things oh my goodness okay yeah that's crippling i'm wacko yeah yeah, yeah. well so, yeah no it makes sense i'm kind of screwed up yeah that, that's okay anyways <laughs> yeah <laughs> wait were you okay but you're at least coachable that's that's all that matters even if yeah, you can't no. <laughs> I, I can use logic for sure. Right. Like I'm logical, but it was, it got very crippling for a little bit, especially when I was like, you know, I used a scissor for an accident and I would freak out. And then it got so bad. You remember that OT Genesis song? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would not listen to that song. If that song came on my playlist at all. I would like throw my phone. You better cut it. That happened to me once too. Like I lost this US Open semifinal before I was listening to like Jimi Hendrix, Foxy Lady. And I was like, I'll never, not only did I never want to listen to that song again before a match, I never wanted to listen to music again before a match. And that happened in 1999. I still haven't listened to music before. <laughs> no. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. We found, we found one. one. We found one. <laughs> All right, Venus, go-to tennis outfit. Oh, definitely our flutter skirt or our fly skirt at 11. The fly skirt is, I don't know how to describe it, but it has pockets and it has like this kind of asymmetrical handkerchief going on in front. And the flutter skirt has pleats in the front and straight in the back. So party in the front, business in the back. And those have been in our line forever and like our staples. Michelle and I have a big thing about pockets and golf skirts. I would imagine it's the same for tennis. Like, well, I mean, well, golf, you got to put tees and ball markers and all this stuff. But I guess for tennis, are you just putting an extra ball in the pocket or what would you? Well, I just like to walk around in mine. Um, okay. <laughs> I'll put balls like I wear like compression tops. I'll stick balls like under my tops. They're like in the side of my leggings. They're under me. They're everywhere. Like I'm holding like 10 balls at a time. So <laughs> I don't just put it in my pocket is the best way to put it. And then like, yeah. <laughs> You're like, like chest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After we're done, I put teeth in my hair. So like if I take my oh like my hair God. tie out, like teeth just fly out. I'm in the shower. I'm like, what yeah. is that? Where's that teeth? I just imagine like you come back from a court and just balls like <laughs> come out from everywhere. By any means necessary, right? I know you're a dog mom. What is one thing that you do? Like, do you consider yourself like a crazy dog mom? Like what's one thing that you do as a dog mom that you don't think other dog moms do? I cook my guys lamb chops. 
Wow. wow. He gets lamb chops. He's got bones all over the house, like graveyard out here. But he just has like, the best life. He goes everywhere. I even had dreams that I've taken him to like church and I'm like panicking. I'm like, I brought the dog. I brought the dog. And then I wake up. I'm like, oh, I didn't bring the dog. <laughs> if I come back in another life, I want to be Venus's dog. That's yeah. Awesome. I, I do too. <laughs> All right, last one for you here. I know we kind of touched on this a little bit, but I would just love your thoughts on golf. And if you do come to LA, can we take you to the driving range? We will make sure that you do not get hurt. We promise. Okay, yeah, because you guys know what you're doing. I don't, that's the problem. So yeah, you know, what's interesting is my dad was choosing between golf and tennis when he started Serena and I. So we could have just as well ended up in golf. Like Michelle, you and I could like hate each other right now, like from all these bitter battles we've had on the golf course. So yeah. I'm so glad we went separate ways. Oh man, I would have gotten crushed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I actually was in between tennis and golf as well. I oh, wanted so interesting. Pro. Yeah, I wanted to be a tennis pro so badly, but I was slow as people. <laughs> Sorry. I have the heaviest feet possible. I um do not run very well. So I'm very glad. Yeah, but I'm sure you would have been strong with a big serve. You wouldn't have needed the movement because you would have just punished people. Oh man, I it would have been a terrifying thought to play against you in tennis. Also, <laughs> a terrifying thought to play against you in golf. He chose to play golf back in the day. Oh so I am counting my blessings for however all this turned out. So thank you for choosing. That's tennis. so funny. You could have been playing us in tennis. We could have been playing against you in golf. It would have been like Man. Like that movie Sliding Doors, I guess. I would have blasted music in the in the arena before you walked on. <laughs> <laughs> Every single time. I would have always been wearing pink on my golf course. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> some some yeah. happy biking smoothie on your shirt and be like, here, have another one. Yeah. It would have been pink. <laughs> but you know what, though? Like, what I always loved about golf is that you could, you didn't have to, like, worry about running side to side so you could have better hair. You know, like, in tennis, your hair just falls apart. Like, you're like it's everywhere. It's like... That's my only regret in life is like my hair couldn't look great on the court all the time. But you had the best hair. Me and Serena had the most iconic hairstyles out there. I mean, I couldn't. I don't think I could wear like the hair like that playing golf. No, and you know, oh. hit yourself in the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. But I Michelle's had some iconic hair as well in in golf. With well, she's had like more, rainbow hair, more like hair color. Yeah, hair color, hair color. Mm-hmm. I have really thick hair, thankfully, and I just couldn't ever put it up in a bun because mm. I had neck problems. And you know, playing golf and kind of like whipping your head, I would always hurt my neck doing mm-hmm. stuff. So I would try to like put it in braids down. But yeah, you guys had the most iconic hair. Yeah, show. this five yeah. questions has really gone off the rails, but it's <laughs> been fun. Seriously, guys, check out Five Iron Golf. You can play golf, you can practice, you can party. It's an all-inclusive urban golf experience. Super high tech golfers and non-golfers alike. Make sure you mention golf mostly at checkout to get 25% off your next sim rental booking. Venus, thank you so, so much for your time. It was an absolute Thank you. Pleasure. Thanks, ladies. Talk to you and hearing about all your different ventures. And yeah, just, I feel so inspired. <laughs> I feel very inspired, but also I'm counting my blessings right now that we did not play the sport. <laughs> that would have been terrifying. Like what way to take you out to a five-hour golf or something? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Maybe make some green coladas or some heavy floaters. Yeah, there okay. we go. There we go. Part two coming up next. Love yeah. it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Venus. Have a great rest thank of your day. You, lady.